Hi, my spirits. Hope you all are doing well. I'm sorry if the audio has been off in some episodes. I'm really trying hard on this iPhone. I think I might need to update my technology when uh, I have more time or um, more people want to listen. But anyway, so I've been thinking a lot about relationships and relationships with brothers or sisters, all sorts of family members, romantic partnerships. They all go under the same bundle, the the same tools are encompassed in each of these relationships. A human being and another human being and how the heck we deal with that now now i feel like we live in a culture um that is extremely codependent and we have codependent tendencies that we don't even realize because if you think about it a lot of the basis of our self-worth is in comparison is dependent on other people. Is another person less than us or greater than us? Do they have more money than us or do they have less money than us? You know, all these things, are they prettier than us or are they not prettier than us? All of, seriously, all of the the things of like what, the checklist of what self-worth is, is, is all really dependent on somebody else, on putting somebody else down and putting ourselves up. Now that's just something that I've noticed. But it it goes deeper than that. Because in wanting to in 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 you work on our relationships, whether it be with a romantic partner, maybe it's that we have a conflict in our relationship that we don't know how to we don't know how to fix. Or we want to control our partner or we don't know how to change a situation that they're in and we're putting it on ourselves because that's love, right? And I want everybody to question what we know about love. What we think the definition of love is. And maybe what love shouldn't be. A lot of times it's it's innately in us if there's a if there is something going on with a loved one who we really care about and are attached to there's this this control this craving of wanting to control wanting to fix wanting to save um and so in that way I want you to think about well maybe that's not what's best for them or maybe we're putting their emotional well-being onto our shoulders and i think something that society and that we really need to hammer home is that other people's emotional well-being 
is only our responsibility to an extent. And really, in a lot of times, we have no control. So we really don't have responsibility. We're only responsible for our own attitudes and outlooks upon the other person. It's a lot about accepting the other person as exactly what they are at that moment and realizing that maybe we do not have the answers and maybe they do not need our answers. Maybe they have everything that they need inside of them and all we can be is a loving witness to that. Or if we do have a child who needs therapy, what can we do? Well, well, we can be open to them and we, can, we, we, we have patience with them. Because impatience is a lot about wanting what we want when we want it. And I'm going to tell you right here, right now, that how often does that work out? Usually it just adds more immense depression or fear onto us, the person who's trying to help the other person. And nobody is being useful to anybody. So in any sort of partnership or relationship, there's two people involved. And a lot of times I feel one person is doing most of the, in quotations, work. Whether it be the honesty, the openness, the the desire to turn towards the partner. And the other one is more closed, more distanced, not really putting in the same amount of effort. And with that, I want to question that person who who's not putting in in quotations the same amount of work what what is holding them back and a lot of times it's ego vulnerability and intimacy are hard things and for some people they don't come naturally the natural tendency is to isolate and to hold back and to shrug it off and all of those things all of those things create distance so getting to that point one of the major aspects is how do we get away from this distance how do we come together instead of separate ourselves Especially in times of high, immense emotional um, vulnerability. Because usually there's one person who gets to a point where their emotions are so high, so they get so angry, so resentful, so fearful that they explode on the other person or throw things or say hurtful things and a lot of it is knowing when to be quiet and when to walk away and excusing yourself because that is the key to trust the key to trust and a lot of people if if you really think about it there comes times when you think about the relationship that you're in and how a lot of times mistrust is really rampant, but you choose not to see it. 
but how often have you really not trusted that your partner loved you or loves you for you? Or how often have you not trusted that your partner is really saying what they're what they what they feel? So a practice in trust is it comes down a lot of it to figuring out who individually each one of you is. And even if one people is on this journey to figure out who they are individually, that's all that matters. But a lot of us hold on to ideas of who we are and what the world is um, from childhood and from these these places of of fear. We come into the world and maybe when we're five years old or six or whatever age, we come to a part where we don't know how to cope with the situation and we tell a story about ourselves and we start to learn those those stories as truths as truths like i am incapable of blank or i am unworthy of blank or i will never be loved or i am an embarrassment and i should be ashamed all of these things we carry around and they never really get healed so when we go into another relationship with somebody else it's either um the other person isn't is affirming what we think we already know um of course this person is not texting me back because I am worthless or I want this person around me 24-7 because without them I really am alone I really have nobody so I think a lot of the work with relationships and trusting others is learning to trust ourselves and learning to trust that we are okay and that we we have beliefs about ourselves that are real. They seem really real, but they're not always true. And we have the capacity to change how we feel about ourselves. We might not think we do, but we do. It's a process. But turning towards kindness and turning towards love and compassion, it really starts with, with within and the more that we have the within stuff, we don't need another person to be that whole filler. Because I know for myself, deep fulfillment does not come from how many times a partner kisses me, even as much as it is a really important part of life is to have intimacy and it doesn't have to just be romantic or sexual it could be whatever type of intimacy it is that is the core of our being it is what our humanness um thrives on but there's inner work that needs to be done 
if we want to move away from codependent tendencies, which is a strangling kind of love. If you feel like your love or your relationship is strangled in some way, if the other person is strangling you or you're strangling them or you can't seem to let them go or there's so many different levels to uh, feeling so attached... And that attachment comes into play when our hurt selves are desiring to hold on to something because if we lose it, then we'll surely die or there, there surely will be no other happiness in our lives. So that honesty piece... Um, in relationship to other people is getting real, getting real with who you are. And a lot of people don't want to hear this. They just want to think, oh, I don't have to really do any personal work before I go into a relationship. And that is not the case. Because there are two selves coming into play. And a lot of the times, if both people do not have a good sense of who they are and what they like and their values and morals and all that stuff, it's really hard for the other person to be con- unconditionally loving. Because that's, that is the thing, is that if a person can't be fully themselves because they don't know who they are, how can the other person know who they are? This the same person. How can they give their partner what the partner needs if the partner has no idea? And these are the things that are that happen all the time. Is that a partner tries tries the best that they can to give the other partner something and neither of them know what that is. Neither of them know. And it could just be that person needs to love themselves a little bit more or explore who they are. Who they are in a in a bigger world and not such a small world. And so often romantic relationships in themselves are romanticized that we that the saviors in our lives will come and rescue us and everything will be beautiful when that happens and so often when we get into a relationships we realize that that is not the case and that fantasy thinking is fantasy is living in a dream world that is created by our egos, our wants and desires, and it is not the truth. It is not the truth because no person, place, or thing, but especially person, can be everything to you. Could be the the perfect everything. A father, a lover a teacher, uh, I mean, you can't, one person is only really limited in what they can give you. 
And that does not diminish the capacity of human beings for immense love and affection and 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 a greatness. Great is an amazing feeling to be in a healthy, great relationship, but it comes from a lot of honesty and commitment, but commitment to self and being okay with self. And that is easier said than done, but the work is to let that manifest in our lives. How can we be better mothers, fathers, lovers? Well, we can start being better to ourselves. We can start be being useful to ourselves and others and realize that a lot of the times we're trying to be of use to ourselves but not of others. What is pride? Well, pride is a way in which we protect ourselves from pain and vulnerability. But in that, we are encompassed in our own wants, desires, and fears. And a lot of times we miss, even unconsciously, we miss what the other person, the signals and the messages from the other person. For example, a partner could be looking at the birds and want the want her partner to also look at the birds and enjoy them with her, but the partner is worried about work and his own problems and we're so naturally grav gravitated to our own problems but that shuts out the kindness and compassion and um and being with the other person I don't know about you but have you ever felt like you were um next to a person but you weren't with them you were mentally or emotionally somewhere else. And it's getting mentally and emotionally present with another person and realizing that as much as you want to do or say certain things, the loving thing to do is to put the other person first. Put the other person first. And sometimes a conversation has to be had about why that is a challenge. What is putting this, the person's own needs first? And that's, it's also a lot about what is good, what is healthy, what is self-care for an individual. And voicing that. A lot of times our voices seem to stop. It's like we we are so afraid of being left, of being unloved, of being of being empty that we don't tell our partner valuable information. So I'm here to say that that's just a little introduction that I wanted to talk about right now um 
there is a pathway towards less codependency and overall healthier better relationships that are so satisfying and less about less about self and more about togetherness I love you guys and have a wonderful day bye